Okay, good morning, good evening, everyone. And this is Abhinav, <coughs> creator of Indic Book Club. And I am delighted to welcome you to this latest Indic Book Club author uh, open house uh, with Otis. You all know the drill. Uh, you've, you know, you send, you send in your pieces and Otis gives the feedback. And there's a particular format and a suggested length that you should send the feedback, uh, your, your writing, sorry, uh, writing sample in. And in this session, that's what Otis does. We we started to talk about, uh, and uh, uh, Otis spent some, uh, uh, you know, substantial amount of time last Sunday in walking through, you know, minor characters and, uh, and, you know, other things since this one of the anthologies is on some of the minor characters in the Mahabharata. But what we are going to do is uh, we'll do that in a slightly different way. And that's uh, something that Otis and Shivu and I will discuss. But uh, today, uh, Otis, it's over to you. What do we have and uh, what do you intend covering? Right. And uh, yeah, and uh, DT, I have not, you're doing another anthology. So I'm doing this one, the the lesser known characters. Lesser known characters, and she's doing the. Um, the women of substance uh, from uh, women of substance. Okay, so maybe Aditi, maybe you and I will talk about um, like a little organizational. Thing. I was I was realizing maybe a little bit this uh, this morning that one of the things that kind of contributed to some my 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 public meltdown week uh, was was that I got all these things, but they weren't done in the same format. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like. The same way that I'm used to like getting things and then I earn them, you know, like because I, I take them from the email, I put them into my notability, I mark them up, and then I send them and they go. It's all fairly easy. Um, and maybe one of the things that will work is maybe maybe the editors of the anthologies will be a clearinghouse. You know, they'll take the work in, they'll give it you know, all to me as a piece. Paul, I'll send it back to you. And then you, and then even that, that might even afford you some ability to, you know, even talk to. Correct. So, uh, so Otis, Aditi and Shivu, let's do one thing. Once we are done with the session, let's spend, you know, five, 10 minutes in, uh, in discussing and then arriving at, uh, at a process and SOP that uh, will work for everyone. Uh, Because I think, yeah. So. Hey, uh, great. Um, so um, I really, um, I enjoyed the work that I read this week. It was great. And I, and I, I repeated my little, let me share my screen. I'm going to try and get everything. Um, but I, but I will note that, that um, the, the first thing, the first thing you do we have to show up by, by write, writing these words down on the page. Get the words on the page, and when you get the words on the page, it gives us something as authors to then look at and evaluate. Getting those first words on the page is so incredibly valuable. I mean, it really is amazingly valuable because then after we've gotten those words on the page, our job is just to change. That's all it is. We've got the words, and now we just have to turn them to four other words. That's so easy in comparison to putting the words on the paper first place. 
changing words from this word to word simple. Getting words on the page very difficult. So I really, I think that um, for one, I really should have spent more, um, you know, admiration of of that. You know, everything can be worked on. We as writers, we have to be fearless, or maybe the word is ferocious in our ability to change what we've done. That flexibility is, that that's the key as far as I understand. It. There's some other key as one I understand, but that, that flexibility, that sort of infinite flexibility to look at anything on and say, that can be complete, but I'm only able to come to the conclusion that it needs to be absolutely changed irrevocably and be totally different, I can come to that conclusion if the word's on the page. I can never come to that conclusion if I don't have those words on the page. Um, okay, so, um, Madri, I think I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my screen. So, I, I tried, so forgive, I do want to, all of the pieces that I got um, last talk about, I want to have some notes on though, when I get to the author, Aditi, you know, so it's really important when people do their work and they get those words on the page, that they do want to have some feet on it. And I don't want to leave that sort of hanging. So um, it's going to just take me a little bit longer to do. And then the logistics of doing it are a bit complex and that's not my wheelhouse and that, you know, <laughs> we'll just have to work our way through that. I'll have my way through that difficulty. Um, but I really do want to do that. Um, I'm not, I have a little confusion about what people have handed in and when, but I'm just going to do my best. And so he's a, a little of me today. Um, share screen. Okay. So this, this piece of, uh, do you see the piece of, it says Madri passage of Dharma. So I can see it. Um, okay, great. Thank you. So I, I might talk about some of these authors as I go through these pieces. So um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try and go through pretty quickly. And then when I get to Ram, is, uh, I have to dig pretty deep uh, into Ram's because he got some good words on the page that are going to allow us to talk about some higher level issues. But here, this along with some of what I was saying last week. Um, so the court, so we'll, if we look at these sentences, the palace, I think my theme largely for today is going to be about, so in creative writing, this is advice that you get in every creative workshop is show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. Now, for me, for me as a, as someone who's been dealing with this issue of show, don't tell for a long time. It's hard for me to go back to the early days, you know, when that was advice that was given to me. It's basically a shortcut though. 
It's a shortcut advice um, to make us words on the page that allow the reader to imagine the world rather than telling them what the world is like. This is the, this is the big difference. When we show, we simply put the facts of the world down on the page and the reader imagine what it's like. They come to the conclusions. This is just an example, mystic palace. So just palace subjective. Um, it's telling about the palace. What we want to do is we can think to ourselves as an art, ah, it's a majestic palace. Then what we have to do as the authors, we imagine what a majestic palace is like. We have to write those details down and want the reader to be left with is a feeling. Does that make sense? Writing Majestic Palace is fine. We need to train those. So myself over many years that I would not write Majestic Palace down. But when we're starting, we do. It's fine. We have an idea, basically. We have an idea in our mind of this thing. And this, this is an idea. Take that idea and we say, well, what that idea concrete? What makes it physical? What makes a person come to the conclusion the palace is majestic? We take those things, just imagine those things, and we on the page. You'll see immediately that that puts a tremendous burden on the writer, right? Like, let's say this majestic palace existed in, you know, 14,000. So what are we going to write? I will say this, you know, writing can seem like it's easy but it isn't. It's not easy. Um, coming at these details, imagining these worlds, putting the concrete and physical deep on the page is difficult. It's not generally what we're trained in. We're trained in coming up with ideas. It's very easy to tell someone something. It's very hard reality page, but we have to try to put the reality on the page because that's the thing that's going to make the reader's mind kind of do a little in their movie, in their head. So, um, so these are just little things. Even so, this is something I learned early on. You know, when I'm writing workshops, and that's graduate. You know, that's a workshop. And say things like "beautiful prince," because beautiful is also subjective. Again, like the Majestic Palace, what we want to do is we want to write the details and we want the reader to come to the conclusions. This is sort of the, the way that we engage the reader. So we put objective details on the page, we show things, and the reader feels things from it. Um, and then... Um, I don't, uh, let's see. Um, this is a, a little point to 
and something I'm going to come back to again. We we're writing these stories about the women of substance or the minor characters or any character that we're choosing to write their story. We want the story to be given by that point of view character's actions. So that point of view character's actions basically is the focus of the story. And they are against the forces of feminism. And so we want to see that all the time, basically. We're writing shorter works, so maximum of about 5,000 or something like that. So we actually don't have any time to spare. And this is just a small example. We'll see here. So in this first sentence, the corridors of the majestic palace of the king of Madra wrestling with activity. So this here is, let's see if this will work. The corridors. And they're the ones acting. We're bustling. I'm making, I'm making it probably obvious the corridors are not the subject of this story. So we do not want the corridors to be the ones acting in the sentence. It's, we want to put, put your point of view character right front and center, keep her front and center, have her be acting. And then the only other thing you're really including in the story are the forces of antagonism that are thwarting and then we see what she does next in order to get what she wants. That's really the story is driven by the point of view character and what she wants. Again, forces of antagonism that thwart her and usually and thwart her because if she succeeds, it's the end of the story. It's resolved. And that's not a story because the action of the story is the struggle between the protagonist and the antagonist. She fails, and then what does she do? She does something else, tries again to get what she wants. And then she fails again, and she tries something else. So the story is not just about character and what she wants. It's a story, what does she want, and what is she willing to do to get it? That takes down the steps of worry. So, um, oh, and we got this last week. I was referencing this. It was well for her vanity. Spent hours in her daily regime adorning herself with precious jewels and fragrant flowers. So that's vanity typically is a judgment, right? It's a derogatory judgment of someone to say that they're vain. But instead, if we look at this, we see, I'm just focused. A little, if we show her involved in her um, beauty, women, right? Which we might we might objectively say, oh, that's so superficial. But if we really show her in her point of view, what we're going to see is her struggle. We want to focus and frame the character's struggle. So clearly, if she evolved, as I said last week, if she spent hours, I mean hours of her life doing this clearly exceptionally important that she succeed in it and that struggle. Those are just little examples. I know we talked about this last week, but I didn't put it on the page. Um, 
Oh, sorry, I have to stop. What am I, what's going on here? This off. Okay, let's see if I can change this now. Okay, it was also from last week. I'll try and go a little quickly. This, this is about um, the point I want to make. This is um, Buck saying that. Um, I'm not sure if my pronunciations are barbaric. Anyway, brave barbaric. And we, um, this is this is his story. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce uh, that name. Um, so I I the beginner. I, I don't think I go preamble a story like that. so I don't know if you can see that I would I would probably not do that but I but I I like the contextualization uh, in the Gita here and also this quote is incredible so know that the origin of sexual action is in the Almighty Lord and therefore the Almighty all pervading Lord is present in sacrifice that is. Um, that's intense. <laughs> That's intense. And so I like that uh, up front to kind of contextualize what's what's coming and what's being focused on. Barbaric um, here, though, is doesn't end up being the focus of the story. So we talk about other characters, about Krishna, we talk about this character. Yeah, actually, we have um, Move, Move. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not. I'm, someone's going to take me and teach me how to pronounce names, and I, and I will learn. I'll do my best. Um, but I apologize for now. But we have a lot of other characters that are showing. I just say, regardless, I love these stories. The stories are incredible. We as authors had what we're focusing on. When we're writing shorter works, we want to do, you know, the, the Mahabharata has already been written. So what we're doing probably in on particular stories is digging deeper into those specifics. We're focusing intently on it. We're like, um, if we're, we're like this with a microscope. We're taking our microscope and on thing. And we want to see that as being as nuanced as possible. And that's going to be a new, right? We're not still going to be looking on that, that sort of macro view of the Mahabharata originally. We're going to get down into the weeds of these singular stories. So this beginning seems to me to be summarizing the larger story. Those stories are eight. I like those stories. I would love to have any one of those stories be focused on. This piece is that it's going to focus um, on Barbara, right? And his sacrifice. So we have, basically, is what I would say. We, just, we need to jump in and fund that. There's, yeah, I don't think I have much more to say than that. So, so. Again, I'm making this point, have the POV, the point of view character, and we're sitting on point of view, so we'll work on that over time, don't worry about that so much, but the, the character that you're focusing on, have their actions drive the I'm making that point again, their actions, whether 
it's a whether it's a princess in a palace engaging in her routine or barbaric doing whatever he does what they do they do against the forces of antagonism that basically beat them down try and fail try and fail my father used to say <laughs> telling us the universal plot line of stories try and fail try and fail that is the is the central action. try they fail what happens they get beat down but what do they do what does the character do they try again they get beat down they try again they get beat down right this is the movement of story until they get to the crucible till they get to the climax story where they make a different choice um anyway so i went through this work and i will return to the author um we, as i said i mean all of these stories are great we're getting stories written stories that i would gladly delve into probably for an entire novel we're getting in one sentence so that's the kind of scrutiny we're bringing to to the stories we need to imagine them and uh and them like a like a microscope on the side, you know so we don't see a single cell in there but we're going to our our artistic microscope and focus on it and bring it up so that it is huge and right in front of us so that we can see it clearly and bring out all the nuances of that action that cell analogy um Okay. Um, okay, Ram, we have your work here. Let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, I um, are you are you writing this one of the Ram? Sorry, uh, could you repeat? Are, are you writing for one of the anthologies or is it? Yeah, just that's right. No, no, this is this is part of the anthology that Aditi is curating. Okay. I think um it's uh work here it's he really this is fulfilling the same on the page here. I mean everyone's getting their words on the page and then we look at them when we start thinking about them and we start thinking about how we can change them, both them. So that's great. What we have sure. to do is transform them. And and Ram, you've done a great job like really trying to concentrate on the point of view of this character. And actually getting us to um this is a, for me i think really higher considerations of our stories and our characters because you have done this basically because you've done this for work of trying to get the point of view onto the page i i think the point of view is um turn that off right in my eyes um i i point is the gate to our enlightenment about <laughs> like when we start to really think about because right I've, as i as i've said many times at this point 
we we are all universally connected by this one thing that we all experience life through a single point of view so we're universally connected and universal by our universal struggle of being separated maybe that's a way to put it mm-hmm. all of us right all of us so once we start to delve into this and dig deeply into it i think we have a lot to discover i think that you've begun that process here around okay so <laughs> you're probably like uh-oh uh-oh when i get it like that it's really going to come at um oh this is the story of ambalika that's right um she right so there was i'm just going to say king and king and prince and king i guess yes so king and queen they didn't have a child right and so uh she's essentially forced to um sex with the brother of the dead king in order right. to have an offspring to carry on the lineage right so because I wrote this in point of view it got really to think about her experience and mm-hmm. so what it becomes a question of in writing this is really for us as the writer did we manage to capture the character's experience accurately or not? when we try to write a point of view that is our struggle mm-hmm. are we writing their point of view or mm-hmm. are we writing our point of view right because the one thing that we know for sure the only thing that we know actually is that we do not know another character's point that's the only thing that we actually know so our skill is in being able to actually imagine another character's point of view that's mm-hmm. that challenge right when we absolutely nothing to go physically because mm-hmm. we only know our own point of view we lived our entire life this is the crux of our problem right and i do want the basic things to happen mm-hmm. right what what do i want to say um i both want i so like i i base my feelings on the text and i mm-hmm. also have these higher ideas like i'm telling you like the idea about point of view that we only have ours and we don't know the other point of view you don't know ambalika's point of view in this situation right nor do i but your taking her on as your focus is to try to represent her point of view to the best of your ability you will fail you will because it can't be done you, you can try you try your best this is how we we aspire so the what i do as a writer to try and capture someone else's point of view that i don't know i probably had some difficulty a mm. mat even imagining as 
in this case, a man imagining a woman Absolutely. in this situation, right? We can say that that's even more of a challenge. He'll yep. imagine a, a, a man, you know, whatever, in a, in a bar fight, you know, because you've had a bar fight. So that's a little bit closer, right? You know, to right. But in this case, this is really away from your experience. So you have to do a lot of imaginative work in order to get into point right. of view. Because you're not writing her point of view from your point of view, you're writing it from hers. You're writing her point of view from within her point of view. So much right. So the way the way I think about that is I think about showing don't tell. <laughs> I'm coming back to that. So right. so if if I get to something where I'm telling, then it's like, well, what am I telling? I'm telling my ideas. I'm making ideas up. Hmm. If I tell, right, that's my summation. An idea tells something. We're summarizing events, concrete things, physical things, making them into an abstract idea. And the force of that abstract idea, its power only rests in our authority to tell. But I'm saying already that we, the writer don't have authority to write someone else or tell someone else's point of view. Mm. We have the authority to do it because we right. don't know it. So instead, what we have to do is we have to show it. Mm. Right. And we have to restrict ourselves to that so very completely because otherwise we essentially announce our lack of authority, <laughs> you know, in a sense. Um, yeah. And we don't I, want to do I that. I get that, yeah. Like they say, an adjective is a weak verb. Right, right. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to, so, uh, so let's go, let's through this. I don't want to, I, we really cut all of our time just on this piece. So, uh, I'm going to try to move a little bit quickly. And, sure. and I think for so who haven't been here before or throughout all of this, and even this make all together complete sense to you, but just get in and you know let time do its work. Sure. So, um, so by the way, Otis, so, I'm glad I'm glad to see so much so many markings because uh, I feel that my seven rounds of editing did achieve something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so I would not start. I would always try and focus in the point of view character that you're dealing with. She's okay. the focus. Ambalika yeah. is the focus of the story. Stay right. in her point of view. Okay. The more you stay in her point of view, the more you basically yourself into that, the, mm. the, the better chance you actually have of understanding her. Okay. The more you allow yourself to go to other points of view, to be abstract, to be, uh, you know, up in the sky or something like that, mm -hmm. the more chance you actually have of understanding her. Mm. We'll understand her by understanding her experiences and we'll understand her experiences by writing and showing the physicality of those experiences. Mm. That makes sense? Because yeah. our experience from the physical world, they don't come from an abstract world. They come from a world. So as I read the story, 
So I'll, I guess I'll give you some of my impressions. I, yeah. I obviously am no more capable of understanding Ambalika's point of view than sure. you are. Um, but, I, but I'm more practiced maybe at um, trying to experience the events, imagine the events from within a film in those mm -hmm. events. Maybe my, that's what I'm proud of. Right. So what I see is uh, a woman who was a, a queen, right? Right. Her husband has died. Right. She's essentially and completely alone mm -hmm. in this environment, in this palace. It was funny that well, thinking about this piece, which I, you know, I, I read it this morning and, uh, you know, I had a pretty intense experience with it. But I thought, you know, you can see, like, when I write my notes, I'm, I'm visual. But I thought of Ambalika as this dot, mm -hmm. right? And around her are, right? And then there's the mother, right? The mother-in-law. Yeah. Right. And then there's the palace, right? And then there's the hint of the palace. And there's the country. Right. All those things mm. are against her. Interesting, yeah. All of those things agree with each other all of them right all of them agree right. Right. that she should have sex with the brother in order to right. produce an heir right now that we think of her like we see her so you've contextualized it a little bit is that she has that her struggle her struggle is that you know of uh, vayasa i think right was, yeah. Um, yeah, has come and had sex with her, right? So that, yeah. that that's her problem. So that and essentially a, a rape with her sexual sex sure. or however. Yeah. That, that non-consensuality is the problem. Right. But I am suggesting that the problem is not that. Okay. I mean, that is a manifestation of the problem. Right. It's an action that's a result problem. But the right. problem okay. is actually that she's all alone completely alone mm. she feels one way that she does not have her body right mm -hmm. and i do think of these things i do a lot about territory right okay but she does not want her body her territory that she controls these whole issues to mm. be violated right mm. but everyone else around her does mm. interesting okay so they they disagree. She disagrees with the entire world around her. Yeah. That is right. so now now so in one way of thinking of it, and and she's battling for that view, right? She's battling mm. for her, her point of view. This is wrong. She feels right. You know, you listen to people nowadays where we're a lot of pop psychology that everyone's entitled to their feelings. Everyone's feelings are true for themselves. And I believe that. That is absolutely the case. Right. We all want to have control. We all want to have control over our self environment and our bodies. Right. And we all want to defend our view. And everyone mm. has one. Right. Now that I put it like that, 
I see a somewhat different battle going on here. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, okay, I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to put that on hold for a second, and let me just get back to the text here. Sure. So what we have here is maybe you should not have sent your son to violate me, I spat, okay? Mm. The words tumbling out even before they formed head, tears clouding my vision. So this brings me up to a little issue, but it's going to contribute, I hope, to the overall. Mm -hmm. So when we write something in first and as you're doing now, you have a kind of difficulty. You have a character, a point of view character who is Ambalika. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really think of herself as an I, you know, she doesn't think of herself. A narrator might think of her as an I, right? Okay. But she is just living her life. It's just Ambalika living her life. She's the point of view character. Mm -hmm. Basically had the problem of two sorts of eyes in the, in the story. You have mm -hmm. the I who is experiencing things. Mm -hmm. who's also I. Sorry, could you repeat the second part? Your voice was breaking a bit. Oh, sorry. The You have a character who's I, Ambalika, right. Right. and you have a narrator called I, who's also Ambalika. Uh, okay, all right. But they are different. Mm -hmm. So what happens here is you mm -hmm. have a who says, you should not have sent your son to fight me. That's the character speaking. But the narrator who says, I see the words tumbling out even before in my head, clouding my vision. Hmm. That's the narrator. That's right. So we cannot have this dichotomy. It has to be only the I who is experiencing. I would not have the I narrator overshadow the, the hmm. point of view character. Because what I want to do is I want to focus in the point of view character. And therefore, I am not to have an I narrator that exhibits as much, let's say, bias. Bias that sounds harsh, but as much personality as your I narrator shows. Right? Mm. Wow. So much That's a very fine I, nuance. Okay. Right. Yes, it is a fine nuance. Very fine nuance. Yeah. It is. Well, and... It, it is, it, is a, it is a very difficult thing for writers who write in first person to understand how two right. things are distinct. Wow. And okay. they have an inexperience and say, I don't usually go to this. My years of experience, this has been the problem that writers in first person have. Okay. Is that they have to switch between the characters experiencing things and mm. acting and the narrator who's just talking. So actually there is, I think there is a third angle also. So we have the I who is the character. We have the I who is the narrator and we have the I who is the writer who is trying to project things on the uh, character and the I narrator. That makes it complex. Okay. Yes, wow. right. So that's, you're absolutely right, Ram. Thank you. You're getting us doing a little more complicated thing. There is an author, right? There's an <laughs> I, there's me. There's an I. I'm me, who yeah. I wash the dishes, I take care of my yeah. kids, and I write, 
Right. Then there's an author who just writes. Author who writes makes a narrator, right? They construct a narrator, and that narrator tells a story about a character. Right. It's like that. That is, that is goes like that. So, so for me, uh, when I'm focusing the story, yeah. I want to focus the story on the character. I do mm. focus it on the narrator. Do not give the narrator any mm. personality. I do not make mm. them biased. I do not make them subjective. I make them just tell the facts. And I do not, I don't want them to think about me as the author. So I have fancy sentences that make them think genius. And I don't want them thinking about me as a washing dishes. Mm. So these are all things I don't want. I want to focus on the character. No, so, that's, yeah, I'm getting that. So the, the fewer eyes that are there in the writing, the easier it will be for the reader to identify with the one eye. If I have three eyes over there, the narrator, the character, and the writer, uh, so the reader is getting pulled between the, those three various things. I have one eye, which is the character. So then that eye, which is the character, becomes the eye, the reader. I don't know if I'm making sense. Right. You're going to write, right, I said, okay? That's fine. Mm. It's helping. I said, she said, you're going to write, he said, the narrator is going to come in and give me information I know to help me organize and focus and understand what the hell's going. Okay. Okay. Do that. So it goes like this. So if, if I write, I went into the store, that's actually the narrator, right? Mm. I walked into the store. That's a narrator saying, but it's mm. the narrator saying what, what their direction is. Mm. I went to the store. I looked around. I saw mm. the uh, the cooler with the mm. milk at the back of the store. Mm. I walked there. Mm. I thought to myself, my kids mm. will be happy if I can find 2% milk. When I arrived, the blood on the floor. I looked to the left. Yeah. In front of whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the narrator makes is it doing clear. things. Yeah. I'm focusing. So the narrator. So let's go back to there's me that writes in Washington does the lines. Okay. Forget that person. Then there's right. me. The, the writer invents a narrator. I am right. the narrator and control the narrator who will the story I want to tell. Mm. If I want to tell a story about Ambalika, I do not have a narrator who talks about elves. If I have a narrator who talks about themselves, then the story is about that narrator. Mm. Right. Okay. I, yeah. as the author, yeah. focus the attention of my narrator elves. Mm. I, as the author, am in control of my narrator. Right. My narrator is in control of the focus. Right. Yes. Yes. No, your example made that clear. So, so, so I got the point about the narrator, the the character not being the narrator with respect to what they are experiencing. So instead of saying that, okay, I saw I saw the milk in the uh, cooler. I maybe I would I would write it as uh, or I, the milk was in the cooler to give a very simple example. But here you have circled something uh, where I have written, she looked at the elderly maid and you said, keep POV central. So 
but when uh, when i have a character who is ambalika and then there is the antagonist in this instance who is doing certain things i i will have to say that okay she did this she said this she said that right so i'm getting a little confused on that the right yeah. at the bottom of the page right you just you come and you do that do what's necessary as a narrator so it's not a question on the one hand it's how many words are on the page whatever right. the majority words on the page that mm -hmm. is going to be the focus so if the narrator thing right. okay. so like if we look at that sentence again mm -hmm. um where is it uh, maybe you should this that's her talking that's the character then i spat the words tumbling out like vision mm -hmm. the narrator or the character given this is the narrator this is the narrator no this is the narrator this is very clearly the narrator yeah right right but this, mm. this is what we want to focus on. So right. I'm going to I'm okay. going to try and I'm going to try and be pretty clear. If we okay. want to, if we want to be really I get mm. our best work, our best imaginative work is mm. understanding another character's point of view. This is our mm. major work. So I feel we get that get to that best by focusing. Um and we focus on character so the point of view characters actions mm. perceptions we can have her her perceptions her perceptions are also in a sense feelings right because right. our perceptions are sensory so we have sight we have smell we have taste we have, uh hearing and touch but mm. touch is a little bit a bit more than that right um because touch is not just what i touch which could be rough it's mm. the feeling of roughness or i could feel tingling in my arms right i can feel things in my body so right. so perceptions are both mm. things and you'll notice you'll notice that and i do think this way when i'm writing it when i'm constructing a paragraph and i'm writing in point of view i often do i like to start on the outside I like to go to the inside and then i like to come back out again so I go like I walked into the store. I saw the milk in the back in the back of the um um in the cooler in the back. Um the glass uh, uh beaded condensation, right? I think myself like to have sent milk or my daughter's going to kill me. Um right? I, and then uh, I walked to so I'm going like this, I'm, but I can do it even more quickly. I, you know, I can move through the various perceptions, right? I saw, mm. I smelled, right? Smell is more intimate than sight. Sight is objectified. I heard the difference between sight and hearing is a little bit like I can choose what I look at, but mm. I can't really choose what I hear. Right. Right. Taste is even more intimate. We're becoming more mm. interior, right? Touch might depend, right? Uh, I think about that. I think drawing the reader in and I need words that move the point of view. Point of view moves. When I walked into the store, that's objective. I saw the milk, right? I smelled um, the detergent they used on the floor industrial uh skinning right right Gosh. i can so i move when i mm. the words i use 
move the consciousness. That's what mm. the point of view, the point of view is the merger between the words and the reader's consciousness, and we move it mm. with the, what we use. So when you write mm. Ambalika saying something, I'm hearing that. Right. But when you say the narrator now describes it here, right. I go to the narrator. I'm in the narrator's mm. view. I'm up here. And I don't want up here. I want to be on the, the character focus. Right. right. So. Well, yeah. Hmm. Um, so here's a little example. Mark this. So um, her voice was, there was pain in that coldness. This is often something I'll write. If, you'll, if you come to my work, you'll see I write this a lot. Who thinks this? Right. I think this. Who thinks this? <laughs> Who thinks it was cold? I Did Lika yeah. think it? Mm. Or is it the narrator right. who's thinking it? And if it's a narrator who thinks it, why the hell is the narrator thinking? I mean, who is the narrator? It takes a person to think. It does not take a person to give objective detail, but it mm. takes a person to think. So now there's a person. Is it about them? Or is it about this character? I want to focus. It's through that intense focus, we'll go back to the microscope. <laughs> go back to the right. microscope. Right. We're putting a microscope on the character to understand right. the character's actions and then and then finally the character's spirit. That's why we're focusing on them. And mm -hmm. to find how their spirit is displayed through their actions and their strength and either their eventual trial or their eventual um, obliteration. So um, but I wouldn't relate to there. So but I wouldn't relent. That's the narrator talk to the character. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of showing the character who does not relent, it could be as easy as um, um, she, uh, she looked at me. I, uh, it seemed to me that she hated me. Mm. And I hated her, stared at her too. Mm. Right? I curl lip, I spat. I'm never doing what you say. Doesn't matter what it is, I'm not doing it. Ooh. Oh, I get a little on my arms when I say stuff like that. Okay. This is what I like. Characters get, you know. Okay, so, but I wouldn't relent later telling us about the character and returned her cold stare who thinks it's cold again these little things get in the way right we, do, we can't control ourselves a hundred percent but when we get the words on the we go through and we go cut 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 yeah cut all the all the bias cut all the telling leave the showing and you know what that do when you cut out telling you're going to be like oh crap how am i going to show it just like my majestic palace i'm like okay I otis you know this is, i've had many many students go like i feel like there's a little otis on my shoulder like going ah! you know <laughs> so you're like oh 
Okay, I wrote Majestic Palace. Oh, Otis would show that. Oh my God, what, what a jerk. There were gold bowls on the table and whatever, you know, then you're forced to this imaginative work. It's hard. If writing were easy, everybody would be doing it. I'm telling you, it is an amazing job. No bosses, kind of. <laughs> Except one on earth is your boss. Right. <laughs> okay, so this is a, here, look. So once you get into the dialogue, because you're putting, once you get the dialogue on there, you're allowing the characters to at least be on the page some. So now it actually picks up. So, right. Uh, right. so instead, so uh, my legs felt weak. I would say, can you show that? Yeah. I stood. I, yeah. um, I sat yeah. down. Yeah. I tottered, yeah. I stood again, wobbled forward. We don't have maids trying to nudge. As Yoda says in Star Wars, uh, there is no trying, do right. or not do. Yeah. Right. So, trying doesn't show up. I imagine trying. Okay, I'm I'm trying to. No, I. There's no imagination for trying. We yeah. do not do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. True. So the maid pushed me back on the bed. I swung my arm. Um. I, so this is an important little paragraph. This is a point that I make to everyone. Separate. So the story is about character action, the protagonist's action against antagonist counter reaction. Character action against antagonist reaction. These are the two things we want to age, and let's just always do it like this. Everyone, please make the world a better place. Put the protagonist in one paragraph, antagonist in the next paragraph. I don't care if I don't care if the antagonist paragraph is only a sentence. I know mm. we've all learned they have three sentences, blah, blah, blah. I'm going ahead and saying, I'm releasing you from that burden. It's over. You no longer have to struggle with it. So a little paragraph there, right? Because she, we have Ambalika pushes the hand away. Then we have the 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 King Dowinger, uh Queen say, "Where are you off to?" New paragraph. Then we have Ambalika say something. Paragraph. Then we have her do something. And we, the point of view characters, are focused. So have a lot of her. Everything else in the world is her antagonist. These maids, uh, the presumptions, that cushion is an antagonist. All of these things are. So, um, but yeah, so uh, you have a bath, okay, not I regretted, because yeah. that seems, just say I said, yeah. I said, wash the filth, you will not, she thundered. So that's the character, great, I like her, antagonist comes, you will not. Um, um, then new paragraph, right? right, so I went ahead, new paragraph, back to Ambalika. Um, um, and then new, another new paragraph, um, Satyavati says, I will suspend you your ankles if you get off that bed again. Mm. Well, I, I, I like that. I like her now. 
she's she's my pal i like someone who you know she's what she wants but pika is not done yet she also wants what she wants right so she's going to push back i want to uh, go a little bit faster because like i say i really could spend so much time on this basically all writing once we start getting those words on the page all writing reveals all so it kind of i mean we could just delve into this we could have a whole coursework rom on this piece i'm signing up for that course i'm signing up for that course <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just so well illustrated um the uh right i looked away helpless tears on my face i'll just go back to show show again is just shorthand we just use it's uh prohibitive you know on all these things but it, we just force ourselves there's a couple things that we as writers can do to force ourselves to work one is to show the other never write a stereotype these are two things never write a cliche never write a cliche of never if you never do any of those things i don't like to be prescriptive usually but if we can force ourselves not to do those or actually we can't we're going to do them but when we see them on the page we're going to say i can't do it this is older he's saying don't do it i don't like that but i've agreed to let him live on my shoulder and i can't seem to get him mm. <laughs> so they go oh my god how am i going to show it we rack our brains but we are never going to develop the muscle of that imagination yeah. until we stop ourselves from doing the easy thing we won't do it so but this is where i really <laughs> I really start playing, you know, like boats, they go going through the water and then they plane. I only started to plane on this piece here. So it's at this point where you write this part. Um, the, you, you move, my, my time month came and I did not soil my clothes. The vigil around me intensified. So the maids, mm. this is what happens physically. I just get involved in the physical. Again, I go to the microscope. Mm. I'm just trying to what's happening. And I'm not trying to make any judgments about it. The more I make judgments about it, the less ability I have to witness. That's mm. the issue. That's why I try not to make any judgments because I want to see as clearly as I can. But it seems what happens that Ambalika, right? So this thing, Vanyasa is calm. She, is, she did not want that. She didn't want the violation of her body. She did not want her territory. She territory in this entire space, and it's at, at the limits of her body, and even that wasn't allowed to her, okay? So she, you know, but that happens, and then what, what does the queen do, or the mother-in-law? She has these maids basically hold her down and massage her. I dug into that imaginatively. Right. I imagine that day. Okay, so something horrible is happening, right? Okay, and I'm not I'm not happy about it. But now I have these I have these right, these maids massaging me. Right? Not just one day, right? Every day. Mm -hmm. 
what happens to me with that? I mean, I also even understand why it's done. And I also understand how it's effective, right? The that in order to take the tension out of my body, right? So I'm imagining I'm umbilica physically. I'm not responding to ideas about, oh, I, you know, I don't want to be violated, this, that, and the other. I'm not responding to happened. That's in the past. Now we're to the present where I'm being massaged and I'm being given fruit, you know, uh, lavished with attention. And I mean, physically, what's happening to me now is probably pleasurable, right? Actually, actually, and actually, yeah, my when I when I said that the maids were massaging, so basically the maids were holding her down. That's this, but because she's the queen, they cannot like you know physically hold her down. So these maids, under the pretext of massaging, they were holding her down so that she wouldn't go and do whatever it is to abort herself. That's why okay. they're massaging her. I, That's the intent there. You did use the use the word massaging, and I yeah. I ran with that. Okay. Um, what you're saying makes sense. Yeah. Holding her, but then they're like doing this. But okay. So as a person who was a younger, often held down, and uh, you know, and I struggled against, and I was slapped in the face until I, you know, and then to do the we 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 said it was Chinese water torture. I think you got it from a. You would just tap my head like that. Right. I mean, and he would not. He would not stop until I, you know, until I gave up. But I will say, generally tried not to give up. But that is just a question of time. Right. Right. You have, right. You have multiple much. people. Fair eventually, yeah. you give up. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. you give up. That's and true. eventually, you, you are being massaged. Eventually, sure. you are being lavished. And mm -hmm. eventually, so this is, what's happening here is these maids are the conduit. They're a physical conduit mm -hmm. for this entire other world. She, cool. right, she was alone in this world, 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 mm -hmm. right? She was defending herself and she was not able to. The territory of her body was taken, but now she's defending it with her mind. Right. And they are working on her mind through her body so i want to be driven into that mm. that's what i'm driven into and then out of that right she still fights back yeah how does she act? she's like okay you are you have control of my entire body not not just not even just the violation but now you have to hold me you know massage me and basically give me pleasure you know or make me happy or make me not tense so you have total control of my body. Still do not have my mind. And so it stops eating. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get to the big the big thing here. Like both of those are huge. So these are the stages, right? So she, at first she was trying to protect her body. She was not able to see, see how this corresponds to what I'm saying. The protagonist, mm. they meet the forces of antagonism for her, the entire culture and world around her, right? every single person. It's that force mm. and they fail. And then what do they do? They try again, right? So by, <laughs> the initial uh, violation takes place, but then she's like, 
you know, she's, she doesn't want the baby. And, but then, then the queen says, well, I'm going to hang you upside down. I'm going to do this to you. But then holds out, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. And right. So that's what we're doing. So that is the story. We are in good shape. Concentrate and focus on that in the point of view. Okay. That's, that's the, and, and keep in mind, this is a setup for where we're going. Mm. Right. Right. We write everything in order to get to the ending, the ending important thing. And so that's where I'm kind of going to jump to now. Um, what happens in this story, basically, then she stops eating. Uh, the, the mother queen uh, comes and says, you know, hey, same thing happened, basically. You know, I was in a boat and et cetera, et cetera. And at which point, um, uh, Ambalika, and so let's, I, I want to slow down a little bit. Basically, the queen mother um, wins. Mm. What happens to the story acted now is that the ends the ends justify the means. That's mm. that's the story as depicted. Fair point. Yeah. That that can't. Um, you know, she comes around basically, mm. and uh, she realizes she does love the child, and the child isn't responsible. And you know, bygones be bygones. That's not really how a story can end. That's that's not because. So I'm I'm going to go back to full of mine. I'm not I'm not really applying it to this work specifically. Mm. It does apply to this work from my point of view, but this is something I've said for a long time. The a story is a protagonist versus an antagonist. And these two powers are equal. They must be equal. Okay. I used to, you might not know American politics that well, but I used to joke that a story can't be like Mike Tyson uh, boxing Dick Cheney. Right. That's not a story. But I have to admit, I like to watch that. Okay. <laughs> right. No. So, but but is no no matter how and this is I I've, I've talked to so many writers about this writing memoirs they want to write so we have is we have in in this version of the story Ambalika is essentially a victim. She's a victim mm -hmm. and then she basically comes around and say, "Well, that's the way it is." You know, and fine. And and I should be a victim in a sense. Mhm. Mm Dick Cheney in my story might say, I was a victim of it. I got beat up by Mason, right? Um, but I've had so many writers who will write, you know, memoirs. They have themselves as an eye being victimized by the forces of antagonism. And it is a very hard thing for me to say to them that, that, that I want them, in order to write a story, okay? It's fine. Want to, I don't know. If you want to write a story, a story is not about unequal forces because a story about unequal forces is printed in its ending. If I'm stronger than my antagonist, I bet, or how about my brother stronger than me, right? We might battle, but at the end, my brother wins, right? Mm -hmm. 
I knew that at the beginning. I don't need to tell a story about it. The story equal struggle is never a discussion. It brings us to a very, very important point. I think maybe the most important point that writing into us. There is no unequal struggle. There is the depiction of unequal struggle, as we might have here. But there is no unequal struggle, in fact, in my story universe, okay? I get that people will say, Otis, you're totally wrong. And, what, and, and, I, and I have to accept that. But in my story universe, there is no unequal struggle. And what we find when we depict stories well is this is, this is why story, the triumph of the human spirit. Triumph of the human spirit means that the human spirit can triumph over all. And it's not because it wins. It's because of resilience and its ability to essentially adapt. But adaptation is not loss. Adaptation is adaptation. So saying in here specifically, so story be unequal struggle. There cannot in a story from my point of view be a story about an antagonistic force victiming a protective force. There's no reason. I mean, we see this continually out of Hollywood, for example, a protagonist that's absolutely undefeatable winning at the end. Okay? That is all, that's equal. This is bad storytelling from the point of view. Right. Um, okay. I mean, this is why, why I've, I've, we could talk about Hollywood some other time. Okay. So here, where we're getting to here is that, um, right, I, basically I write it like this. The ending seems to Balika as a lawman. Mm -hmm. This is getting back to this, the, I mean, this, this holds in everything we're working on. So when we're mm -hmm. working on a, a polemic or we're working on nonfiction, working in fiction, we're working in anything. We're always working with the same essential forces, antagonism versus antagonism. Cannot have either one of those forces be a straw man. Ambalika mm -hmm. now is a straw man, which means that you have not fully represented her point of view. Okay. And you have not, you, you may actually, so this, 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 what you write here, uh, he was part of, for one little time, he was all me, made by me, made by made with my blood, my flesh. He was me. I love that. I love that. I think you might be nailing it even there. I'm not positive. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What we didn't do is we didn't arrive there. Mm -hmm. We didn't arrive at that recognition, okay. that enlightenment as being the result of equal struggle. So this is... Going back to equal struggle, what happens in a story is you have protagonists battling against battling antagonists, protagonists, you know, going back and forth. The ending is not one triumphing over the other. The ending is the merger of the forces. Mm -hmm. A merger. 
represents the protagonist and the antagonist. It's a new complexity. The, the resolution is complex. The beginning is simple. Me is you. Is complex. There is no me and you. So, are you saying that this story has that merging, or are you saying that this story doesn't have that? I'm saying that I think that I think that I don't know. <laughs> so sometimes we're like, sometimes this happens in the story. Sometimes we write the beginning, but we don't get the ending, and sometimes we don't get the beginning, but we do get it. <laughs> I think that you have the ending. Okay. This is something I, I, I don't know how to explain the artistic. No, I'm getting thing. it. I'm getting it. So, so, but, so basically, but, what, what, if I can, if I'm getting you properly, what you're saying is that the conclusion that is there, this is not something that is, uh, the rest of the story is not dovetailing into that. This is something that is just like you know, okay, no, I wrote six thousand words, last five hundred words, okay, this is the conclusion. That's it. That's how it is coming. So it has to lead right. to that. It is right. not leading to that. I do not do not understand the complexity of what you've put there. But if I understand, look at look at it this way. So remember how I told you saw this as being about territory. Mm. Yeah, in the right, all of that territory, the entire world around her, mm. is the antagonist force. She's in the center, cannot escape, and she only has one territory, which is her. Mm. Right, that is violated physically. It's violated through the, the holding down and control. It's violated through the massage. It's even violated sense through the queen mystery, trying to get at her consciousness, her, her uh, you know, mm. trying to break her mind, mm. right? Because that's what that story is doing. But what do you do from that place, mm. from this struggle, she expands her territory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where she's been obliterated. From one point of view, she's completely obliterated, taken over, completely assailed. But from another, out of that, she leaps up to say, He is me. If you don't think that that's intense, I think that's intense. Right. And that's a different character than someone who's just the ends justify the means. Right. But you get there by being in her point of view. Mm. And so you got to scrutinize yeah. that. Scrutinizing that that allows you to understand what that, the line that, I don't know, get the line, maybe it's from Nata, maybe it's your own, you get to this place, he says, made by me. She's right. Every bite that she made him, her, her choice. It's intense. Good work, Ram. Thank you. You have started on the path. You have started on the path great work thank you no there's there's a lot of work to do and thanks a lot this was like i i wish i could discuss this for several more hours or maybe a few days uh, this is this is fantastic 
I, I, I can now see. I can now see that how the ending meets. Uh, I think I think it is there. I need to flesh it out a little bit. Probably even I didn't think about it. Uh, maybe the character just evolved into that. Uh, but uh, yes, I, I I can now see how the ending can be uh, much more uh, grander. Yeah, it needs a link and a little bit. I, I can see that now. Yeah. It's it's. I think the ending. I think. Yeah. But it's setting it up so that we understand what this means. Right. That's right. and to, and to really depict her along the way. Right. How she's solely she's actually just a straw man. She doesn't really exist in this story. Yeah. You have to get you have to focus on her actions. Yeah. And make sure they delve into those. Yeah. And in regard to the and also in regard to the discussion, honestly, and this is important to realize, talk is cheap. <laughs> the hard work is you trying to get it in these words. Right. Right. You well, trying I can, I can to see that, yeah. Right. Yeah. You trying to imagine this character's point of view. Imagine being imagine this has happened to you, and now you have these women who are massaging your arms and your feet and you know, your hips on a pillow and making it, you know, doing it and they're feeding you and they're lavishing you. And you know, okay, you have one day. And then what about the second day? What about the third day? Right. What about the fourth day, Ram? Mm. The fifth day. Right. And then, then you see you see that you're going to lose. You yeah. see that you're going to lose unless you do something. Yeah. You do. You shut your mouth. Yeah. They try to force you. At first, they try to cajole you. They do this. They bring what do you, you they, then they bring all the things to make you eat, right? They can't, they can't, this is your favorite. You always love quail eggs, whatever it is. I don't know. Right. And then they like try to open her mouth, right? <sighs> can't do it. They can't. We got to see. You have to show, you have to show struggle yeah. the forces of antagonism. Yeah. And then the then the queen mother comes with her story, and yeah. it's the same thing. The way you write it now, the queen mother is right. There, um, this here. Oh, okay. So let me just write read this. It uh, it can seem that the moral of the story is the ends justify the means. A balanced story does not end way. A balanced story in a more complex world. Right. Yeah. I, I'm going to change this up for a second. So a little bit, I want to, oh my gosh. Oh boy, everyone's going to be angry at me again. No, I'm kidding. I know no one's angry at me. Um, I wrote these notes, sort of like just a little quick hit list. So uh, like this, I can send this to everyone. Oh gosh, I don't want that one. Stop doing that. Annotate. I don't know how to change the things here. Okay. So uh, show, don't tell, show, point of view character, acting, perceiving, feeling. So perceiving, feeling are actions. Think is an action and then acting, right? So this is how we respond to stimulus and then we do things. This is basically the process of story two, right? 
she's being massaged, right? She feels from that, and then she thinks things from it. Then she acts. She stops eating. She's not eating, and it continues in this way. Thinking should be clearly triggered by perception. So we don't want, when, when characters suddenly start thinking things that have nothing to do with worry, start catching this up and explaining, that's not the character, that's the narrative. We can do it sometimes, but we don't want it to be the focus. And we can have trouble with that. The character, by the way, I'll come back to this. The character, the character can be biased. Right? The character is subjective. The character, Ambalika can say, the queen mother-in-law hated but I her. Right? She can think things that are biased, but the narrator does not. That's my advice. Unless they want to focus the attention on themselves. This is personality, and personality tends to be the focus that readers are interested in. Um, what's going on here? Blank and Damn you. Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, the point of view... Uh, the point of view character is antagonist. She, he is the one heroics against the antagonism. That does not mean that they are a uh, hero like, um, you know, ideal. Being the hero means you're the one engaged in soul. And it also means that one who's going to change. So uh, the, uh, she, he is the one in a heroic struggle against the forces of antagonism. Doesn't make them right. It doesn't wrong either. Uh, she is the one who ascends because struggle. So, but, and I'm saying ascend instead of change, but change is also an operative word. Transcend, enlightenment, what it is. And again, enlightenment isn't losing. And enlightenment is winning. Because neither losing nor winning is enlightenment. Enlightenment is joining of a more complex understanding of the world. The point of view character is either right nor wrong. The ending is either winning or losing. Number three, number point of view character uh, can think in a bias. As I said, narrator should have no bias. Show, don't tell. Antagonistic force should be dictated by narrator. Right? Again, the character can think of the queen as being horrible, but the narrator Because if the narrator does it, it means it's true. And there is no truth like that here. That's just... Um, protagonist should be the narrator. The protagonist should be depicted by the narrator without bias also, so we don't say beautiful prince. Beautiful who? Right? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I've heard. So who's the beholder? If it's a narrator, we're a little confused. Um, therefore, the only bias is in the perception of the POV character. And, in fact, bias that ends up being transformed at the end. Because bias is personality, right? And the ending, well, we're going to get to that in a second. So um, 
the movement of the okay i think i should put a number here the call the character arc which is what it is of the story is from one place of perception to another more complex place this illustrates transcendent it is not total okay that's important the ending of the story does not represent truth or it represents a stage in a journey and and a cyclical it has a signature too for the character and so it's true life we hope if we do it well but it does not make that true if that makes sense illustrates transcendence or enlightenment it is not a step on the journey slash cycle of life so ambalika is engaged in a cycle that's individual to her based on these circumstances but her cycle of transcendence is similar to the cycle that we all experience so it's universal it's both unique and universal uh, the story is the point of view character's active struggle against outside forces for the purpose of avoiding interior difficulty the resolution story is defeat by forces with the over inner forces this climax of the story mm. so that if we look at alika a great example look at it in regard to territory so she has this perception she has a perception right her and the rest of the world around her right taking approaching upon her territory and from that she loses that total encroachment but when she loses that total she also expands to take over the yeah. entire territory yeah that's a much grander vision yeah it's a fantastic vision so thank you thank you very much for the very perceptive remarks so it's it's a much grander uh, perception this is the work we're doing this is this is our our noble calling ram so that's what i that what i love about it is this is exactly and it's not easy so yeah, it is not easy Oh, I'm thinking about know, the time. You know, you know, my first uh, just a closing note. My first draft of the story that I had actually sent to Aditi that had about six and a half thousand words. And uh, after seven rounds of editing, uh, this is one of those stories that went from I think some seven thousand words to ten thousand words, and uh, barely three thousand words of the first draft made it to the last cut. Well, Ram, you are you are undergoing the process, <laughs> the process of a writer. I had told you the story before, like it was a while ago. Now I wrote the draft of my my uh, my novel. It was six hundred pages, and as I like to say, proved to the world that I could type. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, completely agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've finally proven I type. <laughs> No, but this was a fantastic session, and thank you so much. This was this was really eye-opening. I wish we didn't have like a one or two-hour time limit. Well, keeping talk is cheap. The real is between us and the page. Yeah, true. Um, that's that's what battle for us takes place. Yeah, you 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 earn this scrutiny because I really felt we're striving to. get into that character point of view you got the right. words on the page and it allowed to have further conversation which takes us to the highest plane of what we're going to do right no absolutely so this was fantastic i uh, really thank you thank you very much 
so in oh, my yeah. in my are uh, in my writer arc i have gone from here to here after today's session <laughs> well now we'll see about the application sure yeah can we share this show notes portion uh can we share that is very insightful uh that the last thing we discussed you discussed uh show not tell and point of view characters if you can share the documents with us i, I will i will send that i'll send that yes uh handwritten handwritten to everybody but that's very helpful everybody's a minor character is so helpful uh, so I, again i'll go back to you know the, the process of you know my my ability to to see ambalika is the result of me doing this all my life right that's i'm i'm trained myself to try to win kind of thing my training so it, it is a hold if you if you if you've worked you know making sure if you've worked you know it or whatever you you've become you've become skilled at this is hard it is probably being prescriptive in those ways that i said before show don't tell you, we don't have to understand it lee we don't we won't understand it completely just try to do it force yourself through that agony try never to write a stereotype try never cliched sentiment if we did those things what are we left with we're left with at least writing thing that's um imaginative and, and so those those are really good starting points thank you anyway, so much but, but uh but and ram doing uh great work and i i perceive the difficulty and thank and thanks also for doing something that i think is important for all of us writers take on things that really challenge us because if we're not taking on something that challenges us then of course we're not engaging in any of this stuff then in a sense we're not doing anything so what the heck is that okay i think i better we better uh sign off um and then have this other conversation but correct so thank you thank so you much lotus and everyone and yeah. uh, uh we'll see you again next week and uh, if shivu aditi otis if you can just uh, uh, you know hang on thank you thank you thank you thank, you. thank you very much let let me say to everyone too that i do plan i really i i really do want to touch people's work so if i haven't gotten to your work today um please know that i, I will try and i i'll do my catch up and and get back to everyone because i know that that's really so thank you everyone thank you thank Bye. you thanks thank you